Hi and welcome to my podcast The Fertility Motherhood and Wellness Show True Stories with Dr Rajiv Through this podcast I will be dealing with issues related to fertility safe motherhood practices as well as women's health Our mental well-being is dependent on so many social economic and workplace factors If our mind is not at ease if we are low or depressed for whatever reason doing any kind of work or getting through the day or living life becomes so difficult imagine someone having those problems every month month after month imagine someone dealing not only with the mind issues but also bloating joint pain and breast tenderness I have known women who have migraine attacks every single month. If having periods every month wasn't bad enough, for some reason, God wishes to test women by making those times even more difficult for them. Well, as someone rightly said, behind every woman there is a warrior. Unfortunately, instead of understanding that this is a genuine problem premenstrual syndrome or pms as it is commonly known has become the subject of jokes and memes every time any woman is snappy we literally attribute it to pms pms jokes are not funny period Almost 80% of women will have some associated symptoms or problems around the time of periods at least sometimes in their lives. Premenstrual syndrome as per the definition will occur only in about 40% of them. In about 8% of women these symptoms will be very severe. Premenstrual syndrome comprises of some psychological and physical symptoms. that impair the normal lives of women just before their periods but resolves shortly after menstruation we don't exactly know why it happens but probably the wide fluctuation in the estrogen and progesterone hormones at that time may disrupt the happy hormones like serotonin and dopamine some other hormones regulating the water absorption from the kidneys may also got get faulty at this time leading to water retention and bloating correct diagnosis of pms is important as similar symptoms can occur in women having depression anxiety anemia endometriosis or hypothyroidism but in these symptoms are most likely to persist throughout the month American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists has defined that a woman must experience at least one psychological and one physical symptom severe enough to cause disruption in social, academic or work performance. Remember that these symptoms must be cyclical. Must be relieved within 4 days of the onset of periods and must not reappear till at least the day 13 of cycle. and must not be because of some medicine or drugs or alcohol use and must occur in at least two consecutive months 
for us to make a diagnosis. Keeping a daily record of problems helps as sometimes one tends to overestimate and exaggerate one's problems. Or from the diary, one understands that the symptoms are erratic and not cyclical. So we spoke of psychological problems and physical symptoms. What are the six psychological symptoms one must uh, or may face? Angry outburst, anxiety, confusion, depression, irritability or social withdrawal. The six physical symptoms women might face are abdominal bloating, breast tenderness or swelling, headache, joint or muscle pain, swelling of hands and feet or weight gain. So who are the women who are more likely to have the problems? Women in their late 20s to mid 40s. Older teens tend to have more severe PMS than younger teens. Women who have gained weight and those who have had a stressful event in the past year. How do we treat this distressing problem? Reminds me of that song from Sound of Music. How do you solve a problem like Maria? As did Maria in that movie, PMS too requires a lot of working upon and a lot of TLC or tender loving care. So here is a 10 step approach to fighting PMS. Point number one, try and identify the trigger factors. Sometimes PMS can be aggravated by coffee drinking, lack of sleep and chocolates. Avoid stressful situations before periods. Husbands are thus requested to ensure loads of tender loving care and avoid arguments at this time. This is the least we can do for the most important woman in our lives. 2. Try and improve your diet. Do not skip meals, especially breakfast. Eat small and eat more frequently. This will keep your blood sugars stable during the entire day. Eat more complex carbohydrates so the insulin level fluctuations don't cause intense cravings and mood swings. Cut down on your sugar intake drastically. Cut down as well on the salt intake to reduce bloating and water retention. Limit alcohol and caffeine intake. And lastly, include whole grains, fruits and vegetables in your diet. So we were talking about the 10 step approach. We spoke number one about identifying the trigger factors, two about improving the diet. Moving on to three, mental health, like the health of any other part of your body, needs a professional to address its issues. Thus, speaking to a psychologist sometimes works wonders in reducing the stress and unraveling the knots in the mind. Definitely something that one must try without attaching a social taboo to it. Point number four, adding evening primrose oil capsules can help with the breast pain but not with the other symptoms. Vitamin D and vitamin B6 can help though it's not been conclusively proven. Point number five, 1200 milligrams of calcium carbonate supplementation daily has definitely shown benefits. Point number six, exercise is a must as this releases happy hormones 
and works as a super antidepressant point number 7 oral contraceptive pills especially those containing a drug drospirenone are considered as the first line of management when the above six steps fail to bring relief the estrogen and progesterone being present in a fixed dose in the medication prevents the wide fluctuation of the natural hormone in the body thereby causing relief these have shown very good benefits the pills can be conventionally given in a cyclical fashion and if that doesn't give relief then in a continuous manner point number 8 there are medicines like spironolactone which can be given to reduce the water retention and bloating point number 9 there is a class of medicines which are selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors like sertraline citalopram and escitalopram which are considered as second line after oral contraceptives if they fail to act or as first line in more severe cases found to be again extremely effective they can be given regularly or even during the last few days before periods though the former regime is better well you may wonder why i have been mentioning generic names of medicines to you the idea is not to confuse you i want this podcast to be like a ready reckoner for you when you discuss options with your doctor and that's why i have mentioned names point number 10 lastly alternative therapy like yoga acupuncture herbal medicines have people who swear by it as well as people who call it useless i guess if nothing else is working there would be no harm in trying them out as they definitely won't harm even if they don't do any good well friends so this brings me to the end of this podcast believe me i could go on and on but i need to start preparing for the next one already i sincerely hope you enjoyed what i really enjoyed making believe me i put my heart and soul into these podcasts if you get a chance do look up my website www.drrajivagarwal.co.in and the associated blog i also have a youtube channel in my name do email me on fertilitywithoutborders@gmail.com if you have any queries this podcast is available on apple and google podcast as well as spotify do subscribe and leave your comments and suggestions for this episode or topics for any future episodes on the apple podcast app that's the only way we can make this better looking forward to great interactions keep listening